0: What's up, everyone? I'm your co-host, Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, and collected one. And I'm joined by... Ronnie Gatry. But you can call me the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Gatry. Yes, Walker. People listening to us through Apple. Um, they love s- us, Walker. Shouts out to you. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify. As well as SoundCloud and other platforms. Wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us. If you want to get all our content in one place, where can they go? The Tipping Point. That's T H A Tipping com. All one word, all one enter. And this is episode 42. Two, yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to finish it for you, I had to yeah. catch it. Hey, let's big up for that, all right? We're still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Matt Walker, I am doing tremendous. <laughs> do tell. Um, well, i I'm not going to harp on this, but we got some new equipment that I've been geeking out about for a while now. Okay. In case you guys have not realized, this guy- Oh, Jesus. In case you guys haven't realized, this guy is the biggest nerd. Yes, you are. Don't do this, Walker. You're not? Don't- I'm not. You're not? I'm not. They're bigger nerds than me. Okay. The biggest nerd I know. Okay. All right. In That's this bad. room. Okay. Oh. Well, very fair. Okay. All right? right? Yeah. So yeah. So he's we've gotten this equipment and he's been going ham. Yes. Nerding out left and right. Right. Right? Right. He's been posting on social media showing the equipment. And I'm like, dude. Dude. I wanted to sleep with this equipment. Shout out to Rogue. What microphones stop, what, by the way. what stopped you Actually, let's 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 slow down. Then? Let's slow down on the shout outs. Okay. okay. We want to get paid for that in the future, oh, right? Too shy. Yeah. Okay. Alright. But all I'm saying is, how much sleep have you gotten this week, Walker? Maybe nine and a half hours. Okay, that's not healthy. Okay, uh, I know. <laughs> Do you care? No.
1: <laughs> but uh, no. What else is new
0: with you? So, Walker, this week, um, I had a breakthrough in uh my weight loss journey that's ongoing, and you oh. know we talked about this before, uh, okay. on our recordings, but. Walker, I got in a really weird space. So uh, I'd say around March, February, March, April, I saw some incredible progress. I mean, I just felt like weight was falling off, right? Right. So uh, I I noticed I noticed a few weeks ago that you know my my output in terms of exercise hadn't changed much. If anything, I felt like I was pushing a little harder, but I felt like I was holding on to more weight, and I should I should still be reducing um so i was like wow well, plateau that means i need to switch something up you know whatever then i had an intervention with my boss of all people who uh called me on the card and said um what what are you eating and i was like oh you know i'm i'm eating tons of stuff she says, well like what i was like well you know food <laughs> she said what have you eaten today and at that point walker it was probably about eleven thirty. 30 i literally had nothing to eat Nothing. If toothpaste mm. counts, that's all I'd had. Um, so I thought about it, and I was like, "Oh crap!" And she's like, well, "What'd you eat yesterday?" And I was like, "Well, I had dinner, and I had some uh, some crackers at lunch." She's like, "Okay, well, what else?" I couldn't think of anything, so I, I went back, Walker, and I was like, "Crap! I don't think I've been eating adequately." Uh, so yeah. So yeah. So uh, she schools me. She, she's into or in the health and nutrition and all that. Okay. And she schools. And I, I, I'm I well aware. Um, I did not know this before this past week, but apparently your body can do a starvation mode thing. Yes. To where uh, it will just hold on. I, I try to protect the body. It yes. will hold on to everything it can, no matter what you're doing. Fat, everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was going through. And she schooled me on this. And I was like, no, no. If you eat less, then you should... You know, because I was talking about calorie deficits and things like that. Like, if I take in less, I should. And she's like, no, your body's not going to burn anything because it doesn't want to disturb right. it. Yeah, whatever. It wants to protect itself. Um, so, what I did, Walker, she got me introduced to MyFitnessPal. Mm-hmm. So, we, we <laughs> I felt like I don't know anything. No, so we, we, we loaded that up. I got my profile. So, I put all my information in and uh, I started logging my food. So, long story short, Walker, I had to eat. Sure. Yeah. So Wednesday, Wednesday morning, Walker. Um, I had a huge breakfast: egg whites, turkey, spinach, uh, salmon, apple for breakfast. For breakfast, dude, I went ham because that morning I had worked out, and I don't really believe what the Apple Watch says in terms of calorie burning, but um, it was it was close to a thousand calories during this fifty minute workout. Wow. Dude, I'm drenched. I mean, like I really yeah. put out a lot because that's the kind of workout we do. Um, so I was like. Let me give my body some fuel and I think I drank drank at least 60 ounces of water with breakfast so I'm just like stuffing everything and then you know midday I have walnut but anyway I'm, I'm starting to eat more often <clears throat> and consume more food so take that take Wednesday Thursday and even yesterday um, of doing the same thing went back to the gym weighed Friday I was down four pounds nice from eating more. In my mind, I still haven't bought into the concept. Like, you really want me to eat more to lose weight. But the thing I'm trying to, the thing that the way I'm trying to attack that mindset is you've got to give your body something to burn. And when it burns it, it's going to burn even more. Absolutely. It's, yeah. So, what you're doing is in the morning, you start your metabolism, right? right. That you start the fat burning process. Sure. But if there's nothing to burn, and it, it, look at it like a car, right? You want to burn gas, but you're not giving your car gas, so the car goes nowhere. Nowhere, right? As your body, right? Uh... So, in in one of the things, in in segueing over to to my wife, my wife has lost eight pounds. She's doing the keto a keto diet. Yes, <laughs> big ups to her. She's su- like she came downstairs just just lit up. That's right? incredible. Yeah, I'm here for it all. And the, the dope thing about the keto diet is that it's very low carb. Sure. In fact, it's no carb. Right. Right. Um, I wanna say no carb, but it's very low carb. Okay. Right. And so the idea is that when you do carbs, even complex carbs, you're giving your body sugar right. um, to, to burn, right? Right. Or to burn calories with. Well, if you don't give it a lot of sugar, it in turns begins to burn fat. So what you do is you're eating your diet is composed of foods high in like good fats, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. As it burns the fat, it continues to burn more of it. Right. Uh-huh. So that's how you're training your body to burn fat instead of saving fat okay and in your case you wasn't even eating no like so your body was hanging on to the stored fats thus you were like plateauing out sure but i was forcing it because i wasn't giving my body anything that's what i'm saying and and walker you know what's crazy um you know as we said in our last one we went to disneyland and Mm -hmm. i was i was trying to explain this to my wife as best as i could and uh it was it was a cluster but Mm -hmm. i think the part she grabbed onto is the fact that i wasn't eating a lot and she was like ronnie you didn't eat a lot in Disney. Like so I was you, she, she said, "I thought you were going through something." So you subconsciously w- was thinking that if you eat less, it would help. No, you, I don't because a that, lot of people think that. I don't think that was my intentional thought. I, I kind of sensed something was weird with my food intake, but my thought was this is not going to hurt me because I'm taking in less calories. But the reality is, the I'm still working out five days a week at a high level. Yeah, the issue is not calories, unless you unless you you know struggle with gluttony. I don't think calories is your problem. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but you know, in 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 kind of unpacking everything with my wife, I think I found out what it was because I, I I said earlier that I noticed it started around February March. Well, I had a huge life event in February March, and that was getting my braces taken off. So now I've got them in now, but now I've got retainers in, mm-hmm. and so I, I believe me being lazy. I I would know it's time to eat, but I didn't want to fool around with like having to take my retainer out, Uh, eat, and then clean the retainer, brush my teeth, and put them back in. So I think subconsciously, I was like, you know what? I ain't got time for that. Let's continue to work. And it it doesn't help any or hurt any. I don't know how to frame that, but I really genuinely love what I do. So it's like if... If every minute of my day is filled with things that I like to do professionally, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to just say, "Oh, I'll eat later. Let me let me work through this project." Or, you know, I got to generate a concept for this. You know, so these are things that we we unpacked and some of my subconscious actions that we unpacked as we were talking about it. So, anyway, I'm a change man, Walker. Look at the range, man. Um, <laughs> was that corny? You good? You good? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, but no. I, I've i I've recommitted to uh eating eating like I should, considering uh-huh. the amount of calories I'm burning in mm-hmm. exercise. So um i just responded. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens now. But I, I'm kinda glad I went through this. Good for you, to man. kinda set a mental thing. But anyway. Good for you. Uh, enough about me, Walker. <laughs> What's up with you, bro? Everything's good. good. Um works good. Good good week of work. Everything's good with okay. me. Um Was been thinking, been thinking, I listen to podcasts. Uh, That makes two of us. Yes. Um, Can we shout out any right now? No. So, I want to, like, I listen to to certain podcasts, and people are familiar with Charlamagne, the God of the Breakfast Club. Sure. He has his own podcast. See, I haven't heard his podcast. It's pretty entertaining. Okay, good. good, good. He mentioned something, and it got me to thinking, because he, he was beginning... They was talking about the Bible and how some of the principles in the Bible don't exactly reflect what's in society today. Okay. Uh, or or the main theme, or what society holds to be true today. Sure. Right? One of the things was uh, homosexuality. Okay. And how, as a society, we've, we've become to be more accepting of homosexuality. Okay. Um, and it's not even... From society standpoint, it's not even it can almost be perceived um, as offensive when you deem it as a lifestyle, because a lot of people feel this is how this is who I am. I was born like this Mm -hmm. It's more than just a lifestyle. It's me. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, And he mentioned that a lot of the principle, like some of the scriptures, when you read in the Bible, it reeks of like homophobia. Sure. When it talks about homosexuality being an abomination and whatnot. Okay. So it got me to thinking, this is the perception that a lot of people have, or some people have, towards the Bible and what it says against homosexuality. Sure. So it it it, it led me to question, cause you and I are Christians. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Is it possible to be you know your heart, you know our heart. But from a from society's perception, is it possible to be a devout Christian who stands on the principles of the Bible and not be homophobic? And and Walker, we talked about this in our production meeting yesterday and uh, a lot of thoughts Mm kind of rang off. So I'll just I'll just jump in. I mean, you immediately because because I didn't phrase it that way. Right. Right. But I wanted to articulate it once we got here. Yes. You felt like. Of course you you know useful like of course you can I was saying you can't well but how do you feel the, 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 the one thing that I've learned and this is just due to maturation is living but I think there's I think in terms of homophobia like that's a strong term I agree let me tell you how I, how I unpack it personally okay that mean, and I'm just gonna be blunt with it that means fearing anyone that's gay. Fearing their motives, fearing their thoughts, fearing, fearing their walks of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. During my formative years, especially my teenage years, early adulthood, I, I was wildly homophobic. You know, okay. Anything gay, whether it be from the male or the female side, I was like, uh-uh, y'all are being cast to the bowels of hell. Get away from me. And a lot of and a lot of not to cut you off, but a lot of Christians share that sentiment, and I think society as well as the LGBTQ community feel that right for Christians. So So it's it's important important that you mention that. Okay, but Walker, as I've matured and as as I've been exposed to more more uh, more gay people and Mm -hmm. just being patient and hearing the stories, Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know, I don't know, and spending more time in the Word. I, I leave it at love, okay? Because sure. my thing is, if we are going to be beacons of the of the word of God, I think at the pinnacle of that is we have to be accepting to all. We have to love all. Sure. We don't have to agree. Okay. But we have to put ourselves in a position to be there as the body of Christ to show love to everyone. Okay. Christ did it. Absolutely. As he, I mean, as he was being crucified. Sure. He prayed for everyone. Sure, Walker. If you slap me right now, I don't know if I'm gonna pray for you. You might slap me back. I mean, you might because Maybe. of our because of how cool we are. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a bad example, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's just like I, it, does that make any sense? Yes. Okay, so that that's kind of where I am now. So I I, I don't I don't like not nah, I don't like, but I steer clear from homophobia because we, we talked about this. One of the things about me is I know everyone walking this earth has a story. Yeah. Right? Everyone does. And I think mm-hmm. everyone's story is unique. Right. Um, I think it's up to us as Christians to be ears to hear that story. We may not understand it all, but we've got to hear it with love. Right. So I don't think in ter- in terms of my conversations with gay people, I don't think me saying, well, you know, the Bible says this wrong, is doing anything to bring them closer to the word of God. Sure. Well, you're condemning That's, them. that sounds weird to say that. You're well, you're condemning them. Okay. And it's not your job to condemn them. Sure. My my last point, Walker, and I and I, I promise you I'll get the mic back to you. You good? Um I think about how Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't really discriminate against anyone. Sure. I mean, he went to the hood. He got flack for that. He got he did. But he went to the hood. He he dealt with prostitutes. I mean, not dealt with as in engaged, but he was, he was there for them. He was mm-hmm. an ear for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he found creative ways to sprinkle the wor- to weave the word in, but still, he was putting himself in position to hear the stories of these people who, in, t- in layman's terms, have gone astray. He was there to love on them, Walker. Right. Why? And my thing is, we got to do the same thing. Right. Why do we need to be any different? Right. An argument could be made that Jesus also was more harsh on the religious ones. Come on. Right? Come on. Here's how I feel about it. I feel that the Bible is very clear in how it feels about uh, homosexuality. The Bible is... What I like about what Jesus did is he was able to separate the sin from the individual. Oh. Right? You about to preach now, Walker. So the Bible never looks at a person as a murderer a homosexual that's an act that's 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 the sin right and what how Christ looked at he looked at people as who God intended them to be absolutely right yeah and so when you talk about homophobia I, I, I think the term homophobia is or being homophobic is subjective you ask nine people what does homophobia mean you might get nine different answers absolutely right yeah I can agree so it's that. impossible from society's standpoint because a lot of people feel is that if you don't agree with me and support my decision you're homophobic or you're against me or you hate me or you this and that and the third right here's where here's where that's not true or here's i can give you an example of why that's not true okay right we talk about this all the time my mom love my mom Dearly, right? She birthed me. Yeah. Right? Great relationship. Talk all the time. My mom and I don't agree on everything. Sure. Right? Right. And there have been times my mom and I have like had disagreements. <laughs> like on the phone, yeah. like, oh, you really feel like differently yeah. than this. And you feel a way about it, right? That doesn't change our relationship and how I treat her. Right. Right? right. And vice versa. Sure. Still my mom my wife if that's not a great example of two people who who can easily disagree over mm, something come right on. yeah but at the end of the day that's my girl that's my wife at the end of the day we may not see eye to eye but we work through and navigate through those differences of opinion and i feel that and i've said this before even on the podcast as a society we do not know how to navigate and manage disagreements okay we don't know how if if I don't agree with you or if I don't agree or support what you're doing, I'm the hateful person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of Christians unfairly have been cast in that category as people who really are hateful right. when you hear their speech. Yeah. When you hear what they do. Because, right? I mean, it's 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 rooted in judgment. Absolutely. And I think the Bible, if people and uh, here's the thing, people don't read the Bible. No. There are Christians who don't read the Bible. Sure. I think there's a low percentage of people who actually spend time reading the Bible. And if we're being honest, Walker, I don't read it at the rate that I should. I think that's all of us, okay. right? I feel that if we read the Bible and understood it fully, mm-hmm. I feel that we would understand just how balanced the principles in the Bible are. Gotcha. Yes, the Bible is very clear on homosexuality, but to your point, it talks about how you shouldn't judge one another. Mm. It talks about how you should love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. It talks about how you should pray for your If I should pray for my enemies. Come on, man. You know how hard that is? If I should pray for them, I should, I shouldn't be as hateful towards someone who's living a life that I don't agree with. Right. Right? right. How much more loving should I be to that person? They haven't done anything to me. Exactly. That's so the thing. I, I think that's the hypocrisy that a lot of that a lot of people outside of Christianity uh, people within the LGBTQ community, they see in a lot of Christians, and sometimes that can be projected onto anyone who may feel or think differently about it. Absolutely. But my thing is, is that if the goal is to reach the world, come on, then we have to reach them, we have to go where they live, we have to love them and understand them, while at the same time stand on our own too. You see it this way, I see it this way, but that doesn't change how I feel about you. Thank you, man. You know what I mean? That yeah. doesn't. You, you're you're still my guy. You're still my girl. We're still cool. We can still go get lunch. We can still talk. Whatever. Yeah. Like if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. Like to me, that's ministry. Like that's how you reach people. Is that you're able to be a vessel for them to relate to, do life with, share fears, concerns, and support one another in those things. And I think they can respect the fact that you're balanced enough. To stand on your own conviction and then beliefs, while at the same time not forcing it on the others. Walker, you, you made me think of something that happened this week. We um it, we have a vendor uh, that we deal with that helps us with some of our creative elements, if mm-hmm. you will. And um, we'd had a miscommunication on you know some of the services we needed. Right. So um we we were this female and I were change, we're exchanging emails. Right. Back and forth, and I can sense the intens- intensity of the email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can I can sense it. it was, yeah, it was yeah. the disagreement was boiling up. Yeah. But Walker, after after because uh, because this 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 lady ended up calling my boss, so my boss calls me in to kind of you know see how everything went. I forward her all the emails. Mm-hmm. You know what she asked me? She said, "So were you angry? Because I can't really tell from your responses." And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" She's like. You 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 shared how you felt about the situation, but then you were so tactful, was the word she used, mm-hmm. of wrapping up the email by boosting her up and sh- highlighting her great qualities. She's like, Ronnie, you did this on three emails. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to understand if you're angry about it or not. And I was like, well, I'm disappointed that business-wise we couldn't get to an agreement. And mm-hmm. I felt like we were pretty clear what we wanted, but... I can't. I can't be mad at her, and she needs to know through the emails that any any disagreement I have is only based about the business and the and the miscommunication. You stick to the issue. Yeah. yeah, it has no reflection on who she is as a person. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, it, I think it, I think that gives an example of exactly what you're talking about. It's the mature approach to handling differences with one another. Yeah. I can still see how great of a person you still are. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't nullify how dope of a person you are just because we disagree we on disagreed. one thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I feel like the closer we get to that, Oof. I feel like the better off we will be as Man, a society. You can say that again, Walker. So 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 go, going back to the topic, Walker. Uh, you answered the question, kind of. Uh, in, ter- in terms of homophobia, like, get, just give me your raw approach to that. Just, just the concept of homophobia. I think it's. I think you said half of it. Okay. A fear, yeah. but it's also it's also negative feelings. Sure. And what I mean by that is negative feelings rooted in hate. Okay. Right. Yeah. Again we tend to muddy the waters a bit because anything negative is like, anything negative is that I just don't agree with you. Right? Not necessarily, we just see things differently. And I think we have to allow people to see things differently, especially when it's based off of scripture, Uh, right? Yeah. However, at the same time, again, as I said, the Bible is so balanced to where, yeah, I see it this way, but I'm not going to throw you away I'm I'm here for you. Right. Like I, we're, we're, you're my neighbor, right? Mm. At the same, that doesn't change that. The yeah. Bible tells me specifically how I'm supposed to relate to you. It's not conditional, right? Right. So, I think when you talk about homophobia, you're dealing with people who are judgmental. Yeah. You're dealing with people who have an unanswerable hate for the LGBT community sure. because I it would be interesting to ask a person why are you so anti against gay people? Right. Why do you have this energy? Why is your energy such against gay people? Mm. And that's something I would lo- I would love to ask someone who goes so hard against homosexuality. Find out what the root of it is. What yeah, what is that about? And yeah, it, it makes me think maybe it's just because some people are just anti different. There are a lot of people we're walking this earth with. Even this state, primarily the state, um, that figure everybody should be the same and everybody should have the same approach on life. But you can still go to church. So unrealistic it is, but you can still go to church and somewhat, somewhat receive the fact that God created us all differently. God made us all differently. I mean, even within our own faith, Gat you can go down the street to a church teaching me complete something completely different. True than what you're being taught. Right. So how can you have uniformity? Right, right. When we don't even have it within our own clique? That's a good question. That's a good question. I just think it's unrealistic. Me too. Me too. So. But again, at the root of it, we gotta love folks, man. Like, like one of my closest homeboys says, who's an <laughs> avid listener, man, we gotta love the hell out of people. <laughs> think about that, man. Yes. Love the- I mean, he, Yeah. he said that in a sermon, mm-hmm. and I was just like yes <laughs> yes yeah love the hell out I, of people man and I, and I feel like when you understand again you you've you said it earlier but that's true ministry is yes. that when you're able to relate to one another on a way to where their walls come down and they feel safe around you right right that should go for anyone who's who's gay, anyone who's on drugs, anyone who whatever the case yeah. like, like they should feel safe around Christians. Right. They should feel safe around people who claim they have a relationship with God. Sure. We sure. should be some of the safest people you want to be around. Absolutely, well. You know what I mean? And I just feel like at large we're not holding it down for the rest of society. No. And society and is is kicking back against that. So yeah, it's just, it's just something I was wondering. I feel that it's possible, but I think society has been... I feel society has been... What's the word I'm looking for? Society has been kind of... They, they've experienced disappointment in the church. They experienced hurt from the church. They experienced judgment from the church. And I think society is jaded. Ah. Uh. So any any person who's, who's contrary to the overall fault of homosexuality you immediately thrown in the trash yeah, with the rest of away. yeah, yeah. And and I feel that you we have to balance this a bit and bring it towards the middle and really get to the root of stuff and talk it out. And not but, only that, Walker, but be honest about your own sin because we all sin, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. That that's why that's why we have to keep the same energy. If if we can be, if we can agree to disagree with with two people who are gossiping about somebody right yeah and low-key we kind of gossip on a weekly basis about stuff yeah right right so so who am i you know what i mean because god doesn't look at it any different than someone who's dealing with their identity and their feelings towards different gender or the same gender like god doesn't he, he looks at it all as falling short sure so yeah, I, I just just wanted to ask that question. That's gotcha. all. I think it made for a great conversation, Walker. I think so. I think so. What would you, do? We want to move on to uh-huh. our to a, one of our popular segments. Yes, um, and what I was going to segue and say, speaking of great conversation, uh, <laughs> we've got our discuss our trash segment. The people love it, Walker. Do I, they? I can't keep them away. Can do they? Yes, they love it. Give need a testimonial. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that homework? sure okay cool more so on you because you you have access to (laughs) yeah that's true our tribe that's fine um okay so first segment first uh topic for discuss for trash we've got an icon um i don't know any word that's greater than that considering you know legend legend yeah yeah legend's better uh stevie wonder um, um, discuss the trash. You should never trash Stevie Wonder. Absolutely. What 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 would we got? Okay, so Stevie had a concert recently, and he he revealed that um, he's got was it pancreatic cancer? I think so. So um, man, when I heard this Walker, my heart sunk. Cause and and I know Walker, and I hate to be morbid, but I know that no human roaming this earth is gonna roam the earth forever. Sure. Cryogenic aside, not I mean nothing nobody no one's gonna live forever but Stevie Wonder is one of those who I I kind of emotionally classify as an outlier to that <laughs> you know <laughs> immortal and he and even even God forbid uh, if he were to go he's still immortal because his music is just gonna that legacy he leave, leaves is gonna be incredible but anyway um, do you but, know and, and, and Joe Budden mentioned this mm-hmm. so I have to credit him for this thought it seems as though Stevie sings and performs at every funeral of every great person. Man, he does. He does. Like, and I didn't even think about it. But, Jeez. yeah. Um, I think he needed, like, a kidney transplant or something like okay. that. Okay. Well, regardless, man, I I hate that we even put this up as a topic for discussing Trash, but... Uh, my heart goes out to him and his family. This, this dude, this dude is just absolutely amazing. Man. He is definitely in our thoughts and prayers for sure. sure um, but it's just, it. I think we bring it up to just um, give people their flowers. Okay, we're yeah. just giving them our flowers. He means a lot to, to our community. Um, his contribution, as it pertains to music, is second to none. Yeah. The influences that have come from his deposit into our culture will be felt even long after we're gone. Absolutely. So. You know, we we pray for him. We pray for a speedy recovery. All goes well with him and his family. And uh, yeah, man, right. that's it. All right, what you got next, Walker? Let's talk about uh, Jermaine Depree mm. of so so, so so deaf. deaf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was on. I think it was People. Yes, he was yes. on People, People and TV. Yeah. yeah, and he he was doing an interview, and he had some interesting comments about the female rappers today. You know, he came from an era where you had Foxy Brown, Oof. you had Lil Kim, Come you had on. the Brat yeah. who still to me I don't think gets her just due. No. She could no. rap, yes. right? Yes. So she he can't like there was an era where I mean MC like But you you not even saying the Missy Elliott's though, Walker. Like, wh- sure. where are you right now? Well, yeah, absolutely, but I mean, I'm talking about when he first got like the mid '90s, because Missy came in the like later '90s. Okay, okay. He was so still around that already. They already been. Oh ex-ed. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I think that's fair. Like when I he jumped on the scene, like this, these are the acts who are popping. Yeah, sure. we know Missy came later, and she's right. definitely one of the greats, right? Right. But those are the those are the MCs that that was female rappers to him. Okay. Right. Yeah. Roll the clip of what he had to say. All rapping about the same thing and I don't think they're showing us who's the best rapper it's like strippers Rapping as far as rap goes. I'm not getting who is The best rapper i'm getting like okay. You got a story about you dancing in the club. You got a story about you dancing in the club All right, who's gonna be the rapper so different. Yeah, what is the thing that you want to see if you're not like just more? I mean, I feel like at some point somebody's gonna have to break out of that mold and just. Okay Clearly we're discussing this cuz we've gone along in depth in life, right? <laughs> no, nah, I <it> was trash <laughs> We played the clip it Was trash. Next. All right. No, no seriously. Well, your thoughts. Your thoughts on that. Uh I can kind of understand where uh, JD's coming from. Uh, I, I think it's shallow though. I will start with that just because I mean, he, if if we're being honest, I think he's going right at Cardi B. Clearly who's clap back. I mean, and I don't have to clip of that, but um, yeah, Cardi was a stripper. Cardi did what she had to do to get in the booth, right? Um I don't think it's fair for JD to classify all female rappers in that same light. Agreed. Walker, um, you you can agree with this. We we are two guys that you know, I guess we we are influenced by hip hop to a degree. Yeah. So when I heard this, Walker, the first female act I thought of was a woman by the name of Rhapsody. You took the word. Keep going. So, just keep going. I don't think I have much to add Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Walker. No, it's okay. But Rhapsody came to mind, and I'm thinking a, a woman that's got bars upon bars, introspective, uh, socially they call it conscious rap, but just super impactful content that she puts out. And so I'm thinking, J.D., are you thinking of people like Rhapsody when you just... Make a blanket statement like that and apply it to all female rappers. So um, I was a little hurt. And even though this girl hasn't really hit, um, but Tink, remember Tink? Yes, rap her butt off. Yes, like there's some girls out there who who and and I haven't heard any of her music yet, but people say Meg The Stallion can rap. No, I haven't even heard of her. Yeah, she would. Well, Wait for it. She's okay. coming. Okay. She's coming. I, I don't know like the content, but I heard like people people are saying she can rap, rap. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So but oh, yeah. Just I, to name a few. I, I'll be honest, Walker. I don't think Cardi can really rap like from a bar quality standpoint. If I put her up against Rhapsody, it's not even a contest, right? Um, but don't discredit her progress and her success based off something she had to do to get there. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Is it fair is it fair to lay to to still tack on the stripper label to Cardi at this point? No. No. Once once you've I mean Cardi's amassed Grammys, uh t- tons of billboard success, you you gotta let that go. And she successfully rebranded herself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even before that came. But Cardi's reach though. Yeah yeah uh, i mean i mean she's utilized her personality yeah. she she does have some it takes some talent to make a hit right 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 as we discussed last week <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling i'm pulling stripper off of off of card i'm pulling the stripper label off of her even even though to if jd does have a point she does talk about that but you have to grasp the entire context Of how she's saying that. And all she's doing is telling her story. And she's being open and transparent about it. Is that the female equivalent of when Tommy Lauren labels Jay as a drug dealer? (gasps) Absolutely. Because what's Tommy? Same thing? Same thing. Same same theory. Okay. Same concept. Because we don't see Jay as that guy. Exactly. And he's not that guy. And why is he not that guy? Because he's changed. Thank you. And it's a question we ask perennially on this podcast: Do we give people the right to change? We should. We should. However, it varies with with the topic, but it's still at the epicenter of the heartbeat of this podcast. Do you think Jermaine Dupri was just trying to say these chicks ain't as ain't as, ain't as dope as the Brat was? Yes, because he was he was very pointed in sharing how successful the Brat really was. Right. You think that's what... That, I think that's what he was trying to get to. Right. It, it just got lost in what he was saying. Sure. Yeah. And don't be surprised if The Brat has an album coming up soon, too. I <laughs> think so. I don't know. It's just... When I when I see and hear things like that, it's like creating a buzz for something. I don't think she... I, I, I don't think she should rap. Continue <laughs> to rap. Here's why I say that. I feel like... I just feel like the times have changed. And? I just feel like the times have changed. And? I don't think she can. I'm not saying she can't rap or the music won't be good. Sure, I'm just saying, look at female artists today, right? Right. When was the last time that Brett released an album? It was it's almost just, 2000. It's been a while, but that doesn't mean she can't. She can't rap. Anymore. I'm not saying she can't. I'm just saying she shouldn't. Think of this nostalgic okay. era in Walker. You see it in clothes. The ni- the nineties influence in clothing is still think, there. I think I think music can I think can there are sna- few people can, bind who can on to come that. back and actually like work in this era. I'm talking about it working. I think Missy could pull it off. Absolutely. I think Missy could pull it off. I just I just not sure if the brat would translate. I just don't think he, she would All I'm saying now, is All I'm you saying and I is would Watch listen. for the hook You and I would listen Sure We would listen yeah. I'm not talking about you and I Right I'm just talking about Outside of hip hop heads Who are familiar with her I'm just not sure If she would translate Well and Walker Again My thing is Don't be surprised If JD's been working With the brat In the studio or whatever I'm not saying The project's gonna be good I'm just saying Don't be surprised Okay And I won't be Since you put it up there <laughs> Okay Um Here go We're going to stay in rap, Walker. Okay. Um, Have you been following this ASAP Rocky situation in Sweden? Yes, I have. Okay, so before we go any deeper, do you want to discuss or trash? Let's discuss it. Okay. So, uh, Walker, I'm going to give it to you the way I've heard it or I've consumed it. Uh, Shout out, by the way, to Sway in the Morning, Shade45, one of my primary sources. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, ASAP Rocky was in a nightclub in Sweden. And apparently, got into a tussle with the gentleman over a pair of headphones. Uh, So, from the audio clips that I heard, it sounded like this other gentleman was supremely intoxicated. Okay. Mm. And then, but you can hear clearly ASAP Rocky saying, Look, let's relax. We don't really need any problems, we'll handle everything. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Sure. He, sure. he was super calm about the situation. The clips that I've heard. All right. So fast forward. Um, there's an altercation that happens in mm-hmm. the club with with A$AP Rocky and this gentleman over the headphones, and um, it results in ASAP Rocky being locked up in Sweden. They get they they get to fighting. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be that blunt about it, they get to fight. Right. So. Um, so yeah. So he ends up in prison and 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 Walker the. The part I kind of want to harp on on this topic are the are the alleged conditions of this prison where they have a sabraki. okay? Like Swedish prison, Swedish prison, prison, yeah. We we know there was an altercation. We know it was over headphones. The guy was obviously intoxicated. We know that. Mm -hmm. But um, you you think about here, if something similar were to happen, the worst that you would have in the situation is you know you you go down to you go to a local jail or whatever you get bonded out and or you get bailed out and then you go on about your lives. Yeah. But what's odd about this is, ASAP, and I've heard nothing about the gentleman, the Swedish gentleman, but ASAP Rocky is been put in some pretty challenging conditions to the tune of um, a cellmate throwing fecal matter against the wall in the cell that they share and um, him being given nothing but apples to eat on random occasions. Um, this seems pretty... Pretty strict for a nightclub altercation to me, Walker. Do you, what? What do you think? Um, it's an injustice. Okay, it's an injustice through and through. You're going right at it. Yeah, it's an injustice. Okay. It it is an injustice. But but I've again, there's another podcast I listened to where there was a friend that uh, the, a friend of the of the actually he's part of the show. Okay. Um, he got arrested in Sweden mm-hmm. over an altercation, oh. and from his experience. What'll happen is they'll put you in a pretty crappy jail for a few days to get you to confess. It's a a tactic. Okay. Then as time goes on, they'll move you to a more decent um, jail. Okay. Okay. I don't know what, because we don't, again, we don't have a lot of information coming out from this, but from someone's experience in a swedish jail that's what happened to them wow okay so um i think the i guess the person over the swedish jail had released a statement talking about how they try to keep the prisons clean for the safety of the prisoners as well as those who are working at the jail sure um but ASAP's camp is saying something different. Sure. Um, and you know, we would have to believe them. I mean, you're in jail, right? So I think it's just it, it is an injustice and it's messed up. It's messed mm. up. But, you know, he's had a lot of support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rappers like T.I., Berg, of course, the mob. Yeah. ASAP Mob has been in full support of, and I think they've even started a petition. I think they've had five hundred thousand. Signatures, unreal. Um, to get him out, um, people like Schoolboy Q, Tyler the Creator, Ti—they're all—they're—they're they're getting together to boycott Sweden because he was over there for the a concert. festival yeah. of, of some. He's a headliner or something, yeah. Yeah, and so because of the treatment, like these artists have said, we're not coming until you do right by ASAP Rocky. We're not coming over there. You think Sweden cares? Um. No, well, I think the fans do. Sure, the people people do, but yeah, the fans do. But I, I think, I think the the government and and whatnot. I don't think they they care. Okay, I, clearly, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, but you know, that's them taking a stand. I just think it, it's an injustice. Sure, I I, I, I think that's this is a short argument. Okay. It's an injustice. Here's what I want to talk about. Okay. You have people who are in support of ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of indifference between within our community about this situation with ASAP Rocky. Are you familiar with that?
1: No. Okay.
0: I feel like you're about to take me somewhere. Yeah. I am. Okay. All right. So, a lot of people brought back up the issue, or it, it, apparently, he um, did an interview with Time Out. Back in 2015, okay, um, and he was asked about this. is right around the time of Ferguson. Oh, and he made he he basically was very indifferent, okay, towards what was going on uh, with Black Lives Matter and with the issue in Ferguson with Mike Brown. So I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some. Um, he goes into kind of his feelings about it. He basically said, "Why would why would I feel compelled to rap about Ferguson? I'm not about saying that I was down there throwing rocks at MFers, getting pepper sprayed. I'd be lying. Is it because I'm black? What the f? Am I L. Sharpton now?" He goes, "I'm A. S. ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. I wanna be. I wanna talk about my MF and Lean, my best friend dying, girls, my jiggy fashion." And my inspirations and in drugs. <laughs> I live in effing Soho in Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I go back to Harlem. It's not the same. So that, um, I, I can go on, but sure. um, I feel like yeah, you he says I'm in, I'm in the studio. I'm in fashion houses. I'm in these bees draws. I'm not. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my life. These people need to leave me to eff alone. <laughs> So, you know how black Twitter is sure. and how unforgiving black Twitter can be. People were like, well, you in Sweden, I'm not over there. They're oh, ba- they're basically they basically had forgotten. They've given him their behinds to kiss, mm, basically. So, this, there's a lot of indifference in terms of, of that. I want to know how you feel about that. I, Walker, this is going to be polarizing. But this is what I honestly feel. Um, while I wouldn't have worded it the same way as ASAP Rocky, I think the man has a point because Ooh. we cast we cast celebrities with this responsibility of being social activists, whether they disagree or agree. So you you go back to Ferguson, you take the situation out. Don't, don't get me wrong, um, what happened in Ferguson was a tragedy, absolutely. But it's like we deal with this, and then we look to celebrities, and we're saying, why aren't you doing anything about Ferguson? We don't ask them how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're probably going to come across a pointed celebrity that you want to be more active about this, who may have a slight difference of opinion or who may want to listen, sit and listen and get more facts on the situation. Just because we're outraged about it. And I was about Ferguson, if we're being honest about it, doesn't mean we can take that same burden and put it on the shoulders of celebrities just because they've, Garnered a high level of commercial Success I think that's unfair Okay so so The nucleus of ASAP Rocky's Point I kind of get I kind of not kind of I agree with him Don't put that on me it's it's The classic Charles Barkley I'm You not agree with vote. his statements through and through As what you just Read back mm-hmm. yeah the nucleus like, like I said I would have worded it differently but The point he was trying to get at yeah I get it again it goes back to Charles Barkley in the commercial from the you know a long time ago in the '90s, he's not a role model. The parents need to step up and be a role model. Don't put that on Charles Barkley, right? I think ASAP Rocky is communicating a similar sentiment. Okay. Right. His concerns are—he told you what his concerns are. Gotcha. He's not worried about anything else outside of that. He's in his own world. Now he's a young guy too, so he's got a lot of life life to live, God willing. But, um. In terms of Black Twitter, if you're, if you're, if you can see what's happening to this man, and still say, well, you know, ASAP, we heard what you said a few years ago. Uh, you got exactly what you deserved. I think that's shallow, personally. Okay. My go. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about what I agree with and what you just said. Okay. I do agree that our community has this. We have this thing about celebrity that we tend to worship black celebrity if you're talking about our our community right absolutely we 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 have we have an unhealthy appreciation for celebrity sure right Mm -hmm. um and i do feel that we care more about celebrity than we do regular everyday people absolutely right Mm -hmm. i do agree with that here's where i do disagree with your statement i disagree with the notion that if I'm listening to you correctly, that that's not his responsibility. Correct. Okay, that's basically the idea here. Sure. Okay, here's where I disagree with that. You can't, I have a problem with people not understanding the social responsibility that comes with the platform that they have. You profit off of our culture, but don't care about the people in said culture. The indifference to people within our culture who deal with stuff that you up to this point didn't have to deal with or thought you didn't have to deal with. It's almost like the OJ. I'm not black. I'm OJ. You have some celebrities who feel as though they've reached a level of success to where they've transcended their blackness. I don't have to deal with being pulled over by cops because I'm in Soho. Right. Sure. I mean, he's fashion. I mean, I've been embraced by society, so I don't know what it's like. To be profiled. I don't know what it's like to be treated harshly and the just. I don't know what it's like because I'm ASAP Rocky. I'm OJ. Right? Mm-hmm. It's OJ syndrome all over again to me. Okay. And I feel like I think that at the and this is what, four years ago? So he was 26. Sure. Right? So we have to factor that into it. Factor Age. Those comments to me were disappointing. They were disappointing to me. Because number one, it reeks of selfishness, right? If we understand the that that Martin Luther King's statements that an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, right? Correct. And for any person to be indifferent about an injustice in another part of the world, even if you don't live there, is is not only ignorant, but it's selfish for you to be like, that ain't got nothing to do with me it's one of the same reasons we give people outside of black culture a hard time for being indifferent because we're like, do you see what's going on here? Right. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing to me. Now, I don't agree with the sentiment towards ASAP Rocky. Now that being said, because I feel that if we're going to, if we're going to give ASAP Rocky a hard time now, then what were you mad at before? right? Yeah. I think this is a great opportunity to me. I feel that a lot of people have to look at themselves and say, okay, what do you truly believe? Do you, are you really for injustices that happen to black people or does it come with conditions? If you disagree with someone are they cast out they're no longer black to you like you know what I mean does that yeah. make sense what I'm saying I, I do it does. it does so what I'm so my point is is that if if we don't manage our disappointment with people we'll reduce ourselves to the same thing that we despise ASAP showed an indifference towards Ferguson and now those people are showing an indifference to to him, mm-hmm. you haven't. No one's made progress. Who's made right? Right, right. So what so makes so you you're, you're better saying, than him? You're saying conceptually, if these same people had who had these thoughts about you know black he, empowerment, supporting right. our own, but, standing up for injustice, instead of instead of going at him, if they were in support of him, that could essentially flip him to tune, tune into more about social issues Here's within what the black we, community. At the very least, A. S. E. P. can now get on code and start saying, because all he had to say is, I'm going to rap about my experiences, but I agree what's happening in Ferguson is messed up. That's all he had to say. Can, can, we, can we... That's all he had to say. And, and Wacons- you disagree with that. Yes. So, so he can say that it's not messed up what happened to Mike Brown? No, but again like he ain't gotta rap about it why do we put that responsibility on him walker go back to go back to your your opening statements or or about about this right you you talk about his commercial success and the importance of the fans and him not giving back to the fans or whatever asap rocky has done a great job of sharing exactly what he's about Mm
1: -hmm. and from what
0: i consumed his music has no different different uh vibe okay Everything you said in that in that quote of his is exactly what he raps about. He doesn't rap about social issues. He stays I, away from that. I didn't say he had. But you. wait, Walker. But wait. But the same fans that support him are going to him for that type of content. They're not going to him for conscious rap. But okay. at the same time, something happens, and it's like, no, you need to take responsibility for this. Hold on, hold on. Now I'm just in the fashion house with all these women and uh, doing a lot of drugs. Why am I a social activist now? That's what y'all like, right? That's why y'all buy my records. That's not what I'm saying. That I said you don't have to rap about Ferguson. He don't have to. He doesn't but, have but to. You placed an emphasis on his fan base, Walker. No, his there are fan people... base is consuming the music that he puts out. That has nothing to do with social injustice. Let's frame this conversation. Let me get you on on, on board because you don't understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are people who are not fans of ASAP Rocky, Rocky who don't care about what his situation. Okay. OK. Yeah. They're mad at his statements. His fans may not be mad at him. His fans, in fact, are maybe the ones who signed the petition or wanting him out. Sure. I'm talking about the group of people outside of ASAP Rocky's fan base who feel a way about those comments. Well, he made. I don't think it's important for you to to cast stones on ASAP Rocky about turning his back on his fan base when he, he really hasn't that was your comment walker that's what i heard when you opened no no no, no. i'm talking about people within the culture black culture okay well if they're not fans of his then yeah what do you expect if they're not consuming his content we're just gonna have to agree to disagree there. like we do a lot of times that's fine that's unfortunately we're we gonna have to agree to disagree uh, you're saying that he don't even have to give care nothing to even speak and say that you know what What's going on over there is messed up in Ferguson. He, he has no responsibility to, responsibility to speak on what happened in Ferguson. I can't find any fault in him for not speaking on it. Okay. Because I'm not going to put that burden on him. Okay. If you feel moved to say something, great. But I'm not going to be like, oh, well, uh, this Mike Brown situation happened. Uh, A$AP Rocky and uh, who else? Gucci Mane. All y'all. Y'all better have something to say about this. And I'm listening right now. Oh, okay. So let's say this. So let's do this then. Gucci man was random. It's not so much. It's not so much he has to say something. Don't say that. Don't. Don't say that. Don't repeat the onus of your music. Okay. So these people really live in like their music. I don't you're know. you're now now we've you're about now your before. argument yeah we've are these, these people before. living their music that's not my responsibility i'm here to be entertained that's why i open spotify and listen to music now i have a dis- oh i have a disconnect i have a clear disconnect we've we've uh, we've uncovered this on the podcast before i've got to disconnect with finding out about their personal lives oh that's none of my business can we give a round of applause to you for doing that that's awesome, Gattrey. I think that's incredible that you're able to disconnect from their music and know that they two separate entities. But what about the rest of society that doesn't get that? Would you Would you care about ASAP Rocky if he hadn't garnered such commercial success? Will we care? No one's calling my phone up saying, "Well, Ronnie, you, you haven't and said I anything would. about Mike Brown." You and I would, because we keep an eye to social injustice. You You and I would. But why hasn't anybody called me and said, "Ronnie, you haven't said anything about Ferguson or Mike Brown"? Is it the responsibility of everybody black? Is it the responsibility of black celebrities? Regardless of the platform they built for themselves. So you saying that's a that, question. Say that what's the question again? Why is it that no one cares about Ronnie's viewpoints on the Ferguson tragedy? I care about it. You said no one. <laughs> but I'm I'm Publicly, not being called on the card for agreeing or disagreeing about the Ferguson thing, but ASAP Rocky is. But, and I, I think the part that I can't get to you, Walker, is like he has come out and he's told us what he's about, but we're expecting different from him. What if Mike Brown was an ASAP Rocky fan? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Just suppose. I'm dead. Let's just suppose. You killed me with that one. You killed me. I Let's have, just suppose. I, have, I don't know that for sure. I can't ask Mike Brown. That's a good question. But what it's if he's gun a chance? That was a great question. I, that changes everything. That's why I don't, I think that it's. That changes everything. That was my problem. You can't, you can't come up, come up in our culture, succeed off of, off of our culture, and then don't care about people in our culture. You can't do that. You can't do that now we're, that's wrong we're, we're gonna have to disagree agree to disagree here okay um okay for the sake of time we'll keep it going but we're gonna talk off that's a great it's a great conversation to Absolutely. be had you have a unique take a lot of people have been disappointed in his comments i have been disappointed but at the same time this was four years ago and people can evolve true that's why i'm not ready to throw asap rocky away no. and this is an opportunity to bring him back and say hey how do you feel about these injustices now since you since have, have experienced it. it personally? Right. Look at Meek Mill. You can make a strong argument that Meek Mill would be a different person had it not been for the situation he dealt with two years ago. The injustice has changed him. Correct. His platform is different now. And now he's on the you front want, line going an, hard. You want ASAP Rocky to have the same or similar. Not necessarily. I want him to at least be on code and be able to say, it doesn't have to be his music. But he can just say, you know what, my present thoughts with the people of Ferguson, what's going on there is messed up. That's what you want him to say, and that's what I have a problem with. He, so he can't feel that way. He can, but it's not for us to put that burden on him to say this. Is, this is what you. That's need a to simple say. statement. What you should say. This is a, that's a simple statement. No, but if he doesn't feel that way, he can go right on back to Soho. He' going back to the studio houses. See, but that's that's the point. We're putting that on him. That's unfair, let this this man live his life. We gotta love him regardless like we talked about earlier. I'm not hating him. I know you're not, but I'm not hating him. Hey, the the question about I'm not what, if him Mike, at all. what if Mike Brown was a ASAP Rocket? I really want to. I want to sign this petition. That was a great. I want to sign the petition for him. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him, but I'm disappointed in those statements. Okay, well, all right. I'll let you be disappointed. Okay, thank you. So you brought up ASAP, right? Yes. Okay, so it's my go. Your sure go. <laughs> Next That's topic: Trump's census. How you uh, feel about that, Gantry? Uh, I feel like we should trash it. Okay, your go. I'm gonna have a trash sound effect here, just for this. Um, sure, we we'll, can do that. <laughs> we'll stay in the Oval Office, okay? Not the Oval Office, but. What is it? Isn't <sighs> that Why else, Trump? Trump? Well, oh, okay, okay, yeah. just, we still don't, okay. So, I'm sorry, um, I'm looking at my notes, go ahead. Trump, Trump is putting a lot of fuel on the immigration control fire discuss some trash <laughs> everything is political that he does I'm trashing it okay good all right let's talk about uh your friend and my friend oh uh, this is your guy no this is yeah you're right <laughs> 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 maniacal Mitch Ooh. He's back. He's in the not music. a stranger to the podcast. Goodness <laughs> <Yeah, just> gracious! <laughs> um, if you guys don't remember, yeah, I guess that's why you gave him to me is because I made him player of the week. Yeah. A, few, a few episodes. You ago. ushered him in, offered him a seat, <laughs> told him to take a seat. <laughs> um, some interesting news has come out about Mitch McConnell, okay. um, and I, I gave him a hard time over some statements he made. You, you want to run back one of those statements? Sure.
1: I, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. Uh, we've you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president.
0: Well, those are his comments, to which I gave him much grief about. Um, It came out this past week that Mitch McConnell is the descendant of slave owners. Shocker, right? His two great grandfathers, James McConnell and Richard Daly, owned a total of at least 14 slaves in Limestone County, according to documents from the 1850 and 1860 censuses. This is according to, I believe, um, NBC did a search of McConnell's ancestry in in wake of like the recent hearings on reparations and his comments. So, your thoughts on this, Gatry. I mean, um, does it does it give us context? You didn't ask, but I think we're gonna discuss this. <laughs> yeah, after we play the clip. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm gonna. am gonna sound like a hypocrite, especially coming off the heels of that uh, ASAP Rocky conversation. Yeah, you are. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and keep that same energy. <laughs> keep the same energy, Gatry. I'm gonna keep. Why my, should, Why should I'm going Mitch? I'm gonna keep going to therapy. I don't want to be. A hypocrite. Why should Mitch? Let him live his life. <laughs> let him live. In in conjunctions, this is hard, isn't it? This is hard, isn't in it? Con, in conceptual <laughs> conjunction with ASAP Rocky. Mitch has, gone, as, has publicly stated his feelings about reparations, right? Uh-huh. And so reality came back to bite him in the butt, considering what you just said about his ties to uh, his family being slave owners. hmm Um. Come on. You can do it. Karma? <laughs> karma? Can I just leave it at that? Or you want more? I want more. This is this is comical, Walker. So so I'm I'm curious as to what Mitch does now, right? Well, After, yeah, what he's always done, what deflect? Um, no, going with his own agenda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I do I do find this comical, especially considering how, how hard he's writing for um, anti reparations, if you will. Absolutely. So, and then his comments of. This happened so long ago, like no one should care. That's how kind of how I filter it out. So. so, so Joy Ann Reed was on the breakfast club. Okay. I don't know. You familiar with, with Joy Ann Reed? No. She, she has a, a show. I think it's on MSNBC, I think. Okay. Um, If I showed you a picture of her, you, you probably would have seen her before. Okay. Um, she has her own show there. Um, and she gave the most brilliant analogy of this. You hold a gun to someone's head, right? Right. And you say, build me a house. Right. Right. Through fear of being killed, you build the house. Sure. (laughs) Me and my family, and my kids live in the house tax free. We don't have to pay taxes on the house. Okay. On the property. Right. Right. The house builds equity. It gains in value. I pass it down to my kids. They pass it down to their kids. And then all of a sudden we decide that, you know what? You're free. There's no more gun. You can go, you can go away now. Right. Right. We're equal, right? Right. (laughs) That's what this reparations situation is about. We were held captive. Sure. Beaten, raped. Sure. Held against our will. Couldn't go. Right? Right. Meanwhile, this government and this nation profited something crazy off of our backs. Right? Right. They freed us. They passed civil rights Uh, legislation. uh -uh. Quote, unquote, air quotes. Right. Right? They freed us. Sure. Oh, they fought a civil war. Let's use Mitch's words. They passed landmark civil rights legislation, and they gave us a oh, a black the the black president deal. You want to want to roll his statements after President Obama got elected? Our top political priority over the next two years should be to deny President Obama a second term. <laughs> that was Mitch's words, but yet he played a part because he said we elected a black president. Remember that? Ah, uh, Walker. I don't think I picked up on that that. Yeah, yes, that we are strong. We. Yes. He's like like you played a part in it. Right. Yes. So. Hmm. So you do that. But you don't want to you don't want to make the sins of this country. Right. All you did was tell us there's no more gun. You can go. Meanwhile, you have wealth off of this home that you held us at gunpoint to build for you and, P- and your generation. You're profiting. You are profiting. You are the beneficiary of slavery. Right. But you don't believe in reparations. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. But what, 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 uh, you brought, did you bring him up or I brought him up? Uh, you brought him up. Your go. Okay. That's all we got for disgusting trash. Is it? Yeah. Why? 'Cause I didn't take notes on anything else. You got something else? Yes. Okay. We have right. a lot. Now now before you do this, are you gonna ask me if we're gonna discuss or trash yes. or are you just gonna discuss? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Jeffrey Epstein Epstein. You said you didn't have anything else in your notes? No. How did I miss him? I don't know how you missed him. Because I got him. a clip for him. Okay. Sorry, Walker. You wanna roll the clip? <laughs> are <laughs> we, we gonna was... discuss or trash? Oh, we're discussing. We got a clip for it. We gotta discuss it. We don't need clips for trump immigration jeffrey epstein made his millions on wall street counting among his high-powered friends britain's prince andrew former president bill clinton even rubbing shoulders in the 90s with donald trump tonight law enforcement officials say epstein is expected to be charged with two federal counts related to sex trafficking his alleged crimes taking place from 2002 to 2005 against dozens of underage girls at his New York City and Palm Beach, Florida homes. Your thoughts? Um, shout out to NBC News for these uh, for these great clips, by the way. Um, Walker, this is sickening. I- I- I'll be honest with <clears> our <throat> listeners. Um, pre-recording, uh, I was harping on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, latest rape allegation from uh, a woman who I did not get the name of. But uh, Walker enlightened me and told me that, no, uh, Gatry, there is way more to this story. And when he said, sex trafficking, my jaw dropped. Um, so and as you've heard in the clip, Jeffrey Einstein, uh, successful guy, billionaire. Epstein, Epstein sorry. Um, I I hate this just because it's just, it just reeks with the money is power narrative. Mm-hmm. And so this man got a lot of money and felt like he could do whatever the F he wanted to do. And has been doing it for a while. Sure, sure. Um, and, and being educated more on more about the severity of sex slash human trafficking. Mm Um, this, this disgusts me and it's honestly, this transcends more than a player of the week nominee. This is, this is just filth. So, um, it could be very much a player of the week. Yeah, but I, I don't really know what else to add beyond that Walker. Like this, this kind of stuff's just. So you want him under the jail? Basically. Yeah, dude. He faces. Now up he hasn't to, been convicted of anything, but he faces up to if convicted, he faces when up to, convicted. Let's be honest about it. I'm sorry, I'm emotional. Up to 45 years in in prison um, if convicted, which brings me to my question: Do you think he gets convicted? Yeah. Do you think he faces a long sentence, pre- a prison sentence? Of course, we hope his, so. His billions can't get him out of this, and if it does. It's gotten him out before. Oh, that's true. You do you do know about what happened eleven years ago, right? No. Okay. School me again, Walker. What would I do without you? It'd be a boring podcast. So in Florida, he faced um, he faced um, charges of of prostitution, particularly with underage females. Okay. Right. Right. There was a plea deal struck, where he ended up. He was sentenced to eighteen months in prison. And ended up serving 13 months of that sentence in a in a jail. Like it was it wasn't a prison prison. Oh. And the plea deal was he had to register as a sex offender. He's a registered sex offender. Wow. And which, I mean, who cares? You're a millionaire. Like Bill. You don't have to Yes, you're yeah. a billionaire. Like you're you don't have to go get a job. Right. So so he has to register as a sex offender, right? Right. And he still was able to work, like he he was enrolled in like a work release program where he left the jail, like he left the jail to go to this office and work. Oh, they, listen, it's still jail, right. but it's a very unique scenario when you consider what people who look like you and I have to deal Ooh, with come for far less. Yeah, yeah, like you know Bill Cosby. Right, uh, yeah. you know, just just a name, just to throw out another name of someone who did something egregious. Right, right. So the person who struck that deal, or the prosecutor at that time, um, was. Are you familiar with Alex Acosta? Yes, I've heard that name. So he's been in the news a lot. He's actually Trump's labor secretary, right? <sighs> Wouldn't you know? Um, he was the prosecutor in the state of Florida during that time. He was a, I think he was a U.S. prosecutor. Okay. I'm say. Um, but he struck that plea deal, and he's been catching so much flack God, this week as, as opposed to strike. Because that, had he been convicted back then, yeah, he would have been sentenced to life in jail. Right, right. So it's almost like, okay, had they done right back then, we wouldn't have this situation yes, now. Okay, so that's why okay. Alex Acosta's catching heat for that. Sure, sure. Um... But yeah, I mean, we're seeing a pattern here, a pattern of of, of of a person who clearly has a problem and should not be on the streets. And, and, and Walker, to, to this point, um, to that point, excuse me, in thinking of, you know, giving people the right to change. All right. I want you to think about if and when this man's convicted. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, he's he's in jail for the rest of his life, more than likely. Mm-hmm. But do you think a different approach should be taking, taken with that punishment? Like... Do you think, you know, while he's serving, maybe get counseling? Like, this man has problems. You know, because I. Perhaps. Yeah, and it, it all depends Perhaps, on. Perhaps, but he's it depends old. On the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It <laughs> depends teach on. He's an old dog and on, tricks, on, yeah, right? On, on how long he's sentenced I believe anyone like can change, but he's old. Like, dude, he's. This is a so, grain in him. So, By the time he learns it, he's probably going to die soon. So, kind goodness. Well, okay, huh? Uh, uh, about uh. <laughs> ah, uh, like Bow <laughs> spin. But okay, well, that that nullifies my my argument. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. good point. That's. I'm, I'm good. speaking of of uh, sex offenders. Um, let's talk about R. Kelly. Okay. How did I miss these? in my notes? dude. I I don't know what okay. you stop listening after a while so this is based off of uh nbc news um r kelly was arrested on thursday night in a sweeping new federal sex crime prosecution he was taken into custody by new york police detectives and investigators from the department of home jeez of homeland security um he was arrested when he stepped outside to walk his dog and smoke a cigarette (laughs) <laughs> okay, He faces a 13-count indictment out of federal court in Chicago and five additional charges out of New York, according to the court documents. The charges include racketeering, forced labor, and sexually exploiting children. Um, what's interesting about this is not only has R. Kelly been arrested, but people in his in, a, in his circle have been arrested. Uh, people who have been in the know and been participating in this for him. Have been arrested, so um your thoughts? Are you okay. going to ask a verdict and discuss or trash? Are we going to discuss <coughs> or are we going to trash it? We're going to trash it. Okay. I know you love to go at R. Kelly. I like to go at you because because okay. well. you've been waiting on <coughs> on him being arrested. He gets arrested, you want to trash it. Well, here's here's the thing, Walker. Here's the thing, Walker. That's. Didn't he get arrested before this? Hey, somehow he got out. Somehow he's he's walking the street. He's walking his dog a so, Ep- so was Epstein. Epstein was on his private jet. So here's what's gonna he happen. Got, he got arrested when he flew back in from Paris. <laughs> Poor guy, living a life. <laughs> was he smoking a cigarette? Who who knows? <laughs> Probably a cigar. <laughs> Walker. Until, until this man gets put in jail for an extensive period of time, we have nothing to talk about. These are the thoughts of Gattrey. These are not the thoughts of Walker. But we, he's trashed it, so we're moving on. NBA news. Let's go on to sports. A lighter note. Here we go, Walker. Now you've got my attention. Jesus Anything Jesus. interesting happen in the NBA this week? Because I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm joking. Westbrook. To the Rockets. Discuss or trash? Discuss. Okay. I'm excited about this. Do you know why, Walker? Why? Because I'm not a fan of CP3 in any capacity. Why not? Because he's a whiny you-know-what. He's moody. That he is. He's emotional. But Wait, what? Nah, nah I did that for <laughs> you. <But> Walker, <laughs> at, the, at the basis of it all, when he's dribbling and actually playing in a game, he's great. But it seems like when you need CP3 the most, he's on the bench in street clothes wearing some dope Air Jordan 11s. Not contributing to the game. And I'm referring back to game seven of not last season, but the season before when they had a chance to beat the Warriors. Okay, so I love the fact that this trade happened. And at least for right now, they're sending CP3 to OKC to babysit all these young players and these draft picks that haven't hatched yet. By the way, did you know that that's where he started his career? He didn't start his career in OKC. Here's what happened because I got enlightened by this. Right, C- CP3 was, still... was in New Orleans. Right, when Katrina happened, they he relocated to the OKC. Yes, and some people say CP3 essentially gave birth to the Thunder because if it weren't for I them won't playing go that far, well, if it weren't for them playing there, they would have never known that they had a market there. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, he played in Oklahoma City, but not for the Thunder. Sure. Who cares? Sure. Um, I like this for the Rockets. Will they win? No, because we know who's going to win. But uh, from a general manager front office perspective. Who's going to win? Who's going to win the NBA Finals? The chip. The Warriors. Okay. Just just wanted to reiterate that. Go ahead, continue. And I'll I'll reiterate that up until Game 7 of the Finals next year. Okay um no i love it from a front office perspective you trade a washing up point guard for an mvp that's played with your current mvp on your team not current but with your mvp on the team they played together before now who knows if it works out or not but you got a triple double machine uh, a guy who's dependable who can play an entire season and playoffs um i like it for the rockets they're gonna make some noise Um, I don't think it was a great trade at all on who's for either team. Oh, I'm listening for either team, um, for Houston. Yes. It's not terrible in a sense that you offloaded that God awful contract you signed with, with Chris Paul. Was it a few years ago, Yeah, a year or so ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. You got rid of that contract. You inherited another not-so-great contract in Russell Westbrook, but you're getting more in return. Right, right. Right? Now, here's why I don't think it's a great move. You have two ball-dominant point guards with a coach who is proven to not be able to make adjustments in D'Antoni, who likes to run his offense through one person. I see the same problem happening all over again no, in Houston. No. The same problem. You're wrong, Walker. You're dead wrong. Okay. Do you know why? I see the same problem. Do you know why? And the do fact that. Do you know why? You're fa- wrong. And can I can I continue? Sorry, yeah, you, were, you did that. the. Goodness. So, Harden uses all of his energy on offense. What does Westbrook do? Uses a lot of his energy on offense. Not all of it. D'Antoni likes to shoot threes. Oof. How good was Westbrook beyond the arc last West year? West does not shoot threes. And when he does it. Clank. Clank. Right. Do I have a sound effect for that? No, you don't. Okay. Regular season, they're going to sell tickets. They're going to they're gonna win some games. Because I got them as a top three, four seed. I was going to say top three seed easy. Three or four if seed. Everyone stays healthy. It looks good, but when the playoffs come around and it's time to win, you're going to see their deficiencies rise to the occasion. They're going to rise, front and center. You're going to see them get exploited, and it's going to look bad. Here, here's why Here's why I think you're wrong. Because one thing you failed to mention and you calling Russell Westbrook ball dominant is that this man... For a large part of last season, average a triple-double. One of those stat categories being assists. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's fair for you to classify him as ball-dominant if he's getting double-digit assists. And he's rebounding the ball, unlike James Harden. So, what I see, Walker, conceptually, is Westbrook bringing the ball up. You know he's a threat. He drives the paint. He knows where Harden's going to be, depending on the situation. He dishes out. Harden three. Let's get back on defense. Then Tony's smart enough to know that I'm not going to put Russell Westbrook in a situation where he's shooting threes, even if that's what the defense makes me do. But he's explosive enough to where Westbrook can get the shot that he wants. <clears throat> I don't see a problem here, Walker. Now, I do agree with your playoff narrative. Something's going to happen in the playoffs. But we'll just wait and see. Okay. I'm going to retort this and we're going to move on unless you want to add something additional. Okay. Here's where you're wrong. Okay. Have you seen the Houston Rockets when James Harden doesn't have the ball in his hand? <sighs> have you good. seen clips of him? Have you seen him disengage when he doesn't have the ball in his hand? I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, I have. Have you seen clips when Russell Westbrook doesn't have the ball in his hand? Yeah. Okay they tune out unless that changes unless that changes and it's hard to imagine that changes with these guys being in their what how many years they've been in the league now Uh, a while a while now Right. right right i don't see them being all that involved if they don't have the ball in their hands and you mentioned russell westbrook's triple double he's still facilitating the offense which means he has to have the ball in his hand in order to pass and dish the ball off sure what is James Harden doing at that point? He's, get, he's picking his spots. If he's even running up the court, well, give him some credit. If Walker. they, if cp got these dimes too, if they learned, if they learned how to be engaged in the offense when they don't have the ball, I'll see your point. No. But if based on what I've seen, I don't see that happening. The beauty of it is Westbrook and Harden have played together. They have a high level of respect for each other. This is going to be good for them. They're Rams. also different players. Now. They are. But they're more mature players as well. They're better players. They're I don't m- know about mature. They're more mature. I don't know about mature. I'm telling you, Walker. I'm not the asking. Jerry's still out. Immature players don't win MVPs. Why do you think CP3 hadn't won one? All right. all right. You know what time it is, Walker. Yeah. Unless I miss something else. Shout out and player of the week. Gotcha. Oh, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um you going first or am I going? We're we doing we're doing yeah, we always do play of the week first. No, we said that you were gonna go we first. Do shout out first. Oh goodness. Okay. I will go first. Walker, have you heard of a brand called Zandra Beauty? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, well, it's led by a nine year old girl by the name of Zandra Cunningham, who, as many influential entrepreneurs do, can locate a need and find a way to satisfy said need. Okay. Okay. So, Zandra was in a situation where uh, a relative of hers was looking, kind of like you before we recorded, was looking for lip balm, right? <laughs> but wanted a more cultural approach to said lip balm that they were looking for. Um, so Zandra asks the question: Are there any black-owned lip balm companies out here? Mm-hmm. You know what she got? No. Right. She really got crickets. So Zandra says, "I can make an impact here." Okay. Okay. So she goes and studies with with her her parents. I'm assuming. Um, she goes and studies what all it takes to create lip balm. You know how long it took her, Walker? How long? Nine years. Wow. So, upon upon dealing with trial and error and developing this product, she finally comes out with her brand of lip balm. Puts it out there to the tune of $70 million worth of production. Wow. So if you're out and about and you see Zandra Beauty, she's got she's got she's got tons of stuff now. Like lip balm is kind of how she got in. Mm-hmm. She's doing hair products, skin products, things wow. like that. Um, but it started from a nine year old with a dream, wow. and it's blossomed into something that's just absolutely insanely successful. Kudos to you. Do you what know what is? this is, Walker? What is it? This is Black Girl Magic. Absolutely, so. all day, every day. Let's give her a round of applause for that. Okay, that's absolutely, awesome. Zandra. We see you, girl. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, My shout-out goes to someone that you know, Jaden Smith. Okay. The son of Will and Jada. Oh, I like where you're going here, Walker. Jaden. How did you sneak this one by me? Oh, I... Every week. Tune in. <laughs> <end>. um, <laughs> so, Jaden turned 21 this week. Sure. And... Think about what a lot of twenty-one year olds want to do on their birthday. Oh my what God. what 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 can you do Dude, when I turn twenty-one? I wanted to legally get that drink because I've been living dirty before then. <laughs> but I wanted to go to a club and I wanted to go to a bar and I dared someone to uh, to card me for that drink that I so rightly deserved on so this you day. Can, so you can throw that card at them like it's the like it's the big Joker in, a, right. in the Spades game. Absolutely! Wow, <laughs> that's just me though that's just you <laughs> yes most people have that idea and sure. don't, don't get me wrong jayden did that okay. still okay yeah. but Jaden also wanted to flex his uh philanthropic muscle mm. if you will so he has a food truck uh called i love you restaurant in which he served free vegan meals to the homeless um he went down to la in the area f- infamously known as Skid Row, mm-hmm. where there are a lot of homeless people there, and he gave them free vegan meals. This is incredible! He also, on top of that, has um, he also, in terms of that, is donating water to Flint. Oh, I didn't hear about that part. Yes, okay, yes, 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 yes. So, he has a he has water bottles called Just. I don't know if it's an acronym or anything but it's it's just water bottles okay and so he has sent um to help with the with the water crisis in flint he has sent i want to say i don't have the exact number but he let's just say he sent a lot of water to flint as well okay um and he talks about how he's been wanting to help with that so for his birthday i mean for his birthday Basically, last spring he announced he wants to install a water filtration system in Flint. Oh my goodness! That was last year, and he's been donating uh, water bottles to that area, in addition to feeding the homeless in LA. Unbelievable. Twenty-one. He's killing it, right? I, I, I'm, I am, I am envious in a good way because it puts pressure on me to say, "What are you doing, Walker?" All right. But uh, I'm so proud of this. I'm proud of this support. guy, and and I know Will and Jada just Stick chest beaming, out. yeah, just beaming Stick with pride. Out. Yes. So shout outs to that young man. Let's give him a round of applause. He's he's our Jaden. We're here for all of that. That is amazing. Yes. All right. Player of the week who played themselves this past week. Well, now this one we did say I would go last because mine's very light, lighthearted. Okay. Yeah. Because mine's not. Okay. Unfortunately. Um. Earlier this week. Footage was released of a family at Disneyland. Oh,
1: Walker, you're gonna go here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause usually I've been I've been getting the low-hanging fruit the past two weeks. I've been <laughs> dealing with racist bigots and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Right. Sometimes we have to have to turn it back on ourselves and talk about some, some stuff. Okay. Right? Yeah. So there's a video that shows a family clearly having an argument in like the kid part.
1: What's, do you remember the name let, of that let part? Me, let me give you that. What What's the name? Because you, you were there. It's called a while. toontown Toontown, but Absolutely. even
0: more descriptively, this is right in front of Mickey Mouse's house. Okay. So the, the the clip starts with a guy who's in a pink shirt. It shows red in the video. Yeah, I look red. To but me. it's a pink shirt okay. from what they the description they gave from those actually there. Sure. Someone in his family, maybe a sister. They're arguing with each other. He curses at her. She spits at him. The melee ensues. He's fighting with females. He got to fighting with another guy. I don't know if he was married. The brother-in-law. I don't know who he was. But they got. He was out of control. He was out of control. Then the girls got to fighting with each other. The mother got knocked down and fell over. All this playing out on video. Um, I think they were trying to seek if they were going to go with charges. They probably just left it alone. You think so? I, nothing else has come of it. Okay, that's true. So we'll stay tuned if something happens. But I just wanted to highlight something that I think we all can relate to in this is the dysfunction within our families. This, on, is a, this is a different kind of player of the week here. Because we've all of it, we, whether it's immediate family whether it's extended family, whether it's in-law relationships, whatever we, we, we can point to relationships within our own family that are not up to snuff. Right. 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 And how we handle it. We saw how this family handled it. You know, I can't think of fewer places where you can put your issues aside and just enjoy the moment, enjoy your children and be good. But here's what I've, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. It's difficult to do that when you're toxic. It's difficult to do that when you're hurting. I saw a lot of pain in that video. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. saw a lot of hurt in that video. And I think it's important that we under like as a community, we begin to emphasize and champion counseling. It's important that we begin to emphasize mental health it's important that we start emphasizing these things because if you have a family full of ticking time bombs, you have that event that you had at, at Disneyland. Right. Right. And if we can make a change with a few people in the family and start healing and start having tough conversations behind closed doors when there's less of an audience and work through these things. Again, we, we open this podcast up by talking about uniformity. You may not have uniformity in your family, but if you can get to a place where you can respectfully n- disagree with one another and still love one another in spite of that, that's a win in my absolutely, book. Absolutely. This hurt me. Um, it's difficult for me to cast judgment on this family because I can look within my own family and see some things that needs to be short up. And sure. it put it reminded me. And that's why I'm saying it here. Before we judge this family, let's judge ourselves and our families. Mm. Your issue may not have played out in public at a theme park, but you have time before something bad explodes to go to family and try to work through these issues. Yeah, you have the opportunity to do that and be better off. And it may involve it may involve someone in the middle of it, a counselor or whatever. Go do it. Seek help. Get some help because family family is all we got at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. And nothing reminds us more of that is when someone close to us dies, right? All that stuff goes out the window. So before it gets to that point, let's work on those things that that we've been putting to the side and won't work through. Some of us got to get over ourselves. Some of us Mm -hmm. got to forgive. Some of us got to just release some things and it'll be painful It'll be tough, but it's necessary. Surgery is necessary, but you gotta you gotta open up some stuff. You gotta cut some stuff. Sure, you gotta take out some stuff, put in some stuff. Right. So this was this was my player of the week. It was more of a somber one. We weren't able to laugh and have fun because this is not a laughing matter. No, but this is something I felt that needed to be discussed, and it's something that while we can judge it and say that's sad, we can all think of scenarios within our own families that. If we look back on it, if we put our situations in that park, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be proud of ourselves either. Absolutely. So that's that's that. What you got, yeah, guys? Well put, Walker. Um, well, on a much lighter note, uh, this this one, Walker, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow you to um, to determine who the play of the week is, because you know I struggle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, just hear me out. <laughs> okay. So um, a lady by the name of uh, Kinsley Davis. Does what a lot of parents do and calls up Dairy Queen and says, um, my daughter's got a birthday coming up. I'd love for you to uh, put together a customized cake for my daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so upon asking questions uh, to find out the likes of her daughter, uh, Miss Cassandra Walker, an employee or now from Walker (laughs) or well played. Uh, Or now former employee of Dairy Queen In Milledgeville, Georgia Uh, She asks, well what is your daughter into? Oh Kinsley says, my daughter is obsessed With Moana Okay, you know Moana The Disney film So Cassandra says Alright, we can make a cake Centered around that Nothing wrong right now, Walker Right? So a couple days transpire Kinsley shows up As for the cake, because she's getting ready to go to this birthday party for her daughter, and she's greeted with a cake with white icing, with green marijuana leaves on it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, (sighs) Kinsley Davis looks at the cake and laughs somewhat hysterically, kind of like you just did. Yeah, it says no. I need the cake for my daughter. (laughs) And the employee there uh, recants the name of the daughter. And they said, yeah, this is the cake that you ordered. So she says, well, I ordered a Moana cake. This is a marijuana cake. (laughs) So, in a good a good light. Uh, I would I wouldn't have done this, but Kinsley's 25. So I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so glad you went last. Okay. Kinsley's 25, so I mean, I think she's she's still kind of equipped to roll with this. So considering she really has no other options for a cake, she goes with the cake. She brings the cake to her daughter's birthday party, everybody has a laugh about it. We're all having a good time, right? Mhm. No. Fast forward, maybe two or three days after the fact, uh, Dairy Queen does her due diligence to find out who put said cake together, replays the phone call, calls up Cassandra and says, you know what? Don't come back. You're done. Cassandra says, well, what did I do? You made a marijuana cake. Well, that's what she wanted. No, she asked for a Moana cake. So um, Walker, Cassandra gets fired who played themselves here in this situation cassandra okay so she says moana cassandra here's marijuana just yeah maybe your daughter is into marijuana like i mean what what do you (laughs) as you're as you're designing this cake you know and thinking oh this is for somebody's hey we live we live in a society now where marijuana is becoming more widespread I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know which way to go here. But medical, right? <laughs> medicinal, yeah. But um. Anyway, according to Walker, Cassandra, you got exactly what you deserved. You played yourself in thinking that a twenty-five. Well, she didn't know. She's who was 25. the other? Who were the other choices? The mom, uh, Dairy Queen could have been a choice. I think they could have played themselves because they're kind of the face of this issue. Just like kind of we we did Wendy the bully. You know, we didn't really highlight the guy that got in the tub. Oh, I laughed at him. No, no, you got it backwards. I laughed at him. But I, I don't know. I, I struggled. I was like, ah, it could be Cassandra. Ah, it could be Dairy Queen. Whatever. Dairy so. Der- Der- Queen said, no, Cassandra's on her own on that one. Right, right. So, anyway, it would have been Dairy Queen had they stood by that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's Cassandra. And I'm hoping the Dairy Queens, uh, from their perspective, they didn't charge this woman for this cake. Because she, I mean, I think she was a team player and just going with it and finding a laugh out of it. Right. Now, the man sitting across the table from you, Walker, oh, y'all going to get me another cake. I'm not taking my boy a weed cake. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But, you know, sure. Yeah. Sure. So, anyway. I mean, clearly, if the mom smokes weed, then, then that's something to laugh about. Right. But, since you and I don't, and that's nothing that we want our children to be exposed to. Yeah. No. Right. That's not acceptable. So. Cassandra, uh, we have a seat for you here at The Tipping Point. <laughs> She's got time to take a seat, too. Sure. Yeah. Goodness. Well, Walker, that's all I got, bro. I think that's all I have, too. Um, I think we should wrap up. Okay. I think we've done all of our announcements. I think we're good there. We have. Yeah. They know where to find us and all So, that. everyone, thanks for listening uh, for another episode. We hope you have a great and productive week. This is The Tipping Point Podcast.